You're listening to a resource from Alpine Bible Church. Alpine Bible Church exists to know Christ Jesus together and to make Him known. We are located in Sugar Creek, Ohio. For more information, visit our website at alpinebible.org. May Jesus be glorified in your life. have to again make an announcement as last time I stood up here and said we're having twins um, but as you've seen it's, it's still yeah it's always on my mind but um, as you've seen we are having two girls so um, praise God for that yeah Brantley is excited uh, <laughs> if you've seen the picture it kind of shows everything but uh, anyway we're so excited for that and thankful for what God is doing in our family and uh, and from there but what I want to do real quick, because um, it ties in with what we're doing this morning, and obviously it's Father's Day, I want to wish everybody who's a father, <laughs> happy Father's Day. Um, it's a special day, as is every day. Every day is a happy Father's Day and happy Mother's Day, and we should always be reflecting on our father and mother and giving thanks for who they are, good or bad, because God has given us those parents. But as we start this morning, and as, as if you've already noticed a little bit in Deuteronomy 5, as we've been going through the commandments, we're going to land on honor your father and your mother. We're going to be in Deuteronomy 5, verse 16. And I just want to say, as I prepared for this, and was thinking through what direction I want to go, because I feel like if you read this, it's somewhat simplistic. Like, honor your father and your mother. I don't know, as all commandments seem to be very in detail, like, yeah, like that makes sense. We should do that, absolutely. I was brought to a point where I started reflecting back on, on my life and in this commandment, honor your father and your mother. And I just started thinking how bad I failed. And I just started going through these lot of these scenarios in which we don't want to do but some of us, we should do, right? To, re- to remind us of where God has brought us. And I just started reflecting on how I treated my father. It wasn't very good. <laughs> so I want to make it known that um, as I stand here, I'm not perfect. As I talk about honoring your father and your mother, as we all can sit and reflect on how bad we did. And so I just want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day. I'm very thankful for him. I pray that I can be half the father that he has been. I don't want to cry. But um, because I just reflect back on all the trouble that I put him through. But dad, I want to thank you in front of everybody just for who you are. And what you have done for me. Because in time is growing up. Obviously, you've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> we all have. But you were there for me at my lowest. You were there for me when I needed, and I didn't know I needed, somebody to be praying for me. Who has given me scripture. Who stood on God's word. 
and you consistently never let me (laughs) go a single day without a note on my dresser letting me know that God loves me and he's calling me to himself. And it took me a while to get there (laughs) to come to recognizing that. But, Dad, I want to thank you personally for that. So, (laughs) you guys aren't here for... (laughs) for me to sit here and talk to my dad personally in front of all you, but um, again, I hope that we can also be thankful for our fathers and let them know how thankful we are. So as we jump in here to the Ten Commandments and we're looking at this passage, we have seen that obviously that Ten Commandments are important for us today. Would you agree? That they are very much important for us today. A lot of times and a lot of people are throwing the Ten Commandments out. But I was like, do we even really need those Ten Commandments? Because Christ has saved us. So we don't even need those things anymore. But we're wrongly mistaken. And what we have to realize as we come to these commandments and we look at these commandments, we see a picture of a holy God. A God who's calling us to holiness. But recognizing as you look at these commandments that you can't fulfill these commandments personally on your own strength. Can you? It's going to come through the saving power of Jesus Christ who has fulfilled these commandments on our behalf. Because we can't. But we are called by God, a holy God, who has given us these commandments to obey these commandments. And that means you're going to be reflecting on and repenting a lot of how we fall short, but remembering that Jesus Christ has fulfilled all Every last one of these for us. Praise God. And as we have seen, and here we are in Deuteronomy and Exodus and going through, the law was given, these commandments were given, they disobeyed, they wandered around the wilderness, and they ended up not going into the promised land, right? So here we are at a new generation, another generation, and Moses is preaching to them, saying, These commandments are for you. I have given you these commandments. Because this is a new generation going to inherit the promised land that has been promised to them because God is faithful and he fulfills his promises. And we see here, though, as we look at these commandments and we look at the generation before them, they disobeyed. They disobeyed these commandments as we disobey these commandments. They always tested God. They were never thankful. And we, and we read through these and we always wonder, like, how can you miss it? <laughs> Like, God was leading you. (laughs) How can you miss it? But they consistently, time in and time out, again and again, disobeyed. They worshipped other idols. As they tested God, they worshipped other idols. Remember specifically when Moses was on the mountain, right, getting the commandments. What were the people doing as Moses was delayed in his return? What were the people doing that he has led out of Egypt, out of slavery? They told Aaron, can you get us all this gold? Let's get all the gold and let's make this golden calf. And then that is our God who has brought us out. But that's not the God who's brought them out, right? And so as he's getting these commandments from God and to bring them to the people, they are already worshiping some other God. And I can't help but think as I, as I was reading through that again this week, of just thinking through how that kind of relates to us this morning. And I brought this up, it was maybe a year ago, but just the fact that as Moses was up on that mountain getting those commandments, the people, as they were waiting 
for Moses, in a sense, their savior, in a sense, because he was leading them, their leader. The people just absolutely strayed from who, from God, that they were already doing consistently throughout, and they started worshiping these false gods. And I can't help but think of that picture for us as Christ is in heaven. And in a sense, we're in this delayed time. Would you say, like, we would look at it as delayed, but obviously God has the time when, when Christ is going to return. But as, our, but as we are here, what are we doing with our lives? Are we doing the same thing the Israelites were doing? We can quickly get distracted by all these false things and start following sin rather than following our Creator, Right? And so we looked at the previous commandments. We see that you shall have no other gods before me. You see that you shall not make any idols before me. You shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And then last week we looked at observing the Sabbath and what that really means and understanding the principle that it's not just not to do things, but as setting aside a time for rest focused on the Lord and what he has done for us. And then we're, bring, and, and then we're brought to Honor your father and your mother. In verse 16, it says, Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Let's pray. Father, we, we come to you today in thankfulness that you are our Savior. We come to you today with arms held high, hands held high, prepared to hear what your word says and only your word. Father, we love you. We thank you again for your word. We pray for your conviction in our lives as we continuously pursue you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. As we look at this commandment, I started just thinking through, because it's really easy for us to sit back, right, and look at this generation. We say generation now, and, it's, and as you can see, there is a lot of disobedience, would you say, in our world today. It's easy for us to sit back and go, man, kids today, they continuously are worse and worse. Like, man, what is wrong with this, with this generation? Like, why are they doing so many things? Do they not get it? But I want to remind us, that's the same thing the generation was saying about you. What is going on? Why don't my son or my daughter understand? And then the same thing was the generation before that and in the generation before that, and they're always wondering, why are we continuously getting work? Why do you keep sinning? And it isn't until you get older you realize that in your life, and you ask that exact same questions that your parents has asked about you. But it's very easy, and what we're seeing, though, is just a more of a visual of man's heart in the generation, right? It's getting more visible. We're seeing phones, and... and and we talk about the pornography and the homosexuality and this. And how can all these things be happen? And this has always been an issue. Sin has always been an issue from generation to generation to generation to generation. And so we're at this generation. And he's still giving them. Even after the generation before them has disobeyed, he's telling this generation, honor your father and your mother. The generation that disobeyed. I'm still asking you to honor He's commanding, not asking, commanding us to honor them. 
But this brings me to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3. Because here's the thing, this is no new news. <laughs> no new news at all, because God already knew this. In the last days, so in, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, But understand this, that in the last days, we are in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money. They'll be proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Kids disobeying their parents now just as some of us have lived in disobedience, right? God is showing us this here and saying it's going to happen. They're going to be disobedient. And here's what we have to realize. We always have seen kids living in disobedience from the generation mentioned here and, gen- and all the way up to the point where we are today, generation after generation after generation, living in disobedience. And here's what I want to say to that as we can look and reflect on this generation the problem is not the issue of disobedience to parents. It's, it's not a, an issue of a sexual problem. It's not an issue of a lying problem. It's just the issue is not even a suicide problem. The issue that we have, the problem that we have, is we suffer from a problem of living in disobedience to a creator. The effects of what sin has brought into our world we see lived out in the generation that we are seeing before you. Whatever generation you are at, the generation before you, you are seeing sin being brought out and shown through the generation. The problem is we do not worship, kids are not worshiping a creator. They're being proud, arrogant, full of themselves. But as we look at these things, we realize that this was us. And here's the thing, as we approach this commandment, if we're honest with ourselves, it's one that as parents we consciously or subconsciously desire. Do you agree? You hear this thrown all the time. Obey your parents. Like, it's commanded. Obey your parents. Honor your father and your mother. And actually, maybe some of us here this morning have kind of nudged our children. Like, hey, I hope you're listening to this one. Like, Honor your father and your mother. And we're thinking about, oh, or I wish my son or my daughter was here just to hear those words. Honor your father and your mother. Hey, can I get a copy of this so I can give it to my kids so that way they can understand? <laughs> parent or not parent, I want us to understand, because it's not just to parents. Parent or not parent, today, this is, we are all children. And again, I just want to keep reminding us, we have to reflect on we are also that generation that we look at as disobedient to parents. And here's the thing, that this is even the thought of some of us that we instantly tune out when the topics of parents come up because of some negative thoughts that you have about your parents. Right, wrong, or indifferent. 
Either way, we come to this point, this commandment, that was given to us by Moses to relay the message from God that they are to honor their father and their mother. Now realize this is tied also in the first, this is the only commandment tied to a promise. I'm going to read it one more time. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Your days will go well if you follow, if you honor your father and your mother. And so here we are, walking through this, just real, not real briefly, but let's just walk through this real quick. So it says to honor. What is honor? Because I think honor brings about more than just obey. Obey your parents. I think honor brings about Something a little bit more honoring is recognizing something or someone as an authority or a value in your life and submitting to their guidance. It's looking to something as worthy and valuable. If we are to honor somebody, we are acknowledging who they are and what they have done for us, correct? When you are honored, they're showing a love and appreciation, showing a value on who you are and what you have done. So he's saying honor. Who are we to honor? Our father and our mother. Even our guardians. Maybe your father and mother are in your life. But this is referring also to the people that are in authority in your life. Stepmother, stepfather. Maybe it's grandparents, aunt, uncle. We are to honor them. Hold them. Recognize them as something or someone as an authority or value in our life. And we are to submit to their guidance. Looking to them as worthy and valuable. And it goes on and it says that your days may be long. And what we're seeing is that it's a life that experiences God's presence, a life that has purpose and joy. If you follow this command, you will have joy, you will have God's presence, His blessing over your life, and that purpose, that joy that we look for. Follow or honor your father and your mother. And then you see a promise for life to go well. This is entailing that God will bless our life when we follow his commands. Not that there will not be struggles. Rather, because of your obedience to God, there will be a heavenly and earthly blessing that we will experience. There is a blessing that comes along with this commandment that we cannot forget about. That your days may be long. That you will be blessed by God if you honor your father and your mother. We're going to look at what that looks like in our lives here in a little bit. But I want you to think about these examples as we're talking about honoring your father and mother. And these are just a a few examples. Jacob, along with his mom, these are people not honoring their father and their mother, lied to his father, which then in turn brought about running from Esau, and then 11 of his own sons selling their brother Joseph and lying to him. It didn't bring about the best of life, did it? God was, and then we also have Samson, married a Philistine woman, which was against the advice of his parents which in turn lost favor with God, and the Philistine wife then betrayed him, right? These are examples, and there's so many more that we can see of good and bad, but these are just a few of the bad. And what we can know, and what we do know about all this, though, is that God was ultimately over every situation, but the point that we are trying to show and that we're trying to see is that we have found to be true in our own life is that good things usually come from listening to your parents, if you agree with it or you don't. I promise you, if you are young and you're thinking, well, what comes, like, what's good about listening to my mom or dad? Like, they don't know me. <laughs> it's very easy to say that. 
But I promise you, and I just started thinking through, again, it's not about me, but I just started thinking through of things in my own life. Like, if I just would have listened to my mom or my dad about that, I probably wouldn't have had that issue. I remember the night that I got told you should not go out to that party, and they were not necessarily holding me down or whatever. Do not go there. And I was like, I'll be fine. Like, what's the worst case that would happen? I'll stay at one place. I'm good. I'm gone. Okay? See ya. I have my own car, my own keys. Took off. David, I'm telling you, you should not go out to that party. I just don't feel right about this. And uh, as everything I was doing wrong, they didn't feel right about. But then <laughs> they were right, because that was the same night that I was brought to a humbling moment in my life. And I realized, and I'm not going to go into all the detail, but I realized at that, that moment I really shouldn't have came out here tonight. But that was also the moment that God used to bring me to him. But if I just would listen to my parents, I wouldn't have had what happened to me happen to me. If I listened to my parents and not got my ears pierced, I wouldn't have these weird little red things on my ears. That's, and that's the truth. My mom literally told me, do not get your ears pierced, not under my roof. I came home. I was like, I'll be fine. Came home, you know, earrings. My dad's like, what is wrong with you? Like, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, it's just weird. I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought I was cool. Um, but because of, there's repercussions. Again, listen to your parents. It's probably because I didn't take care of them, though. But anyway, I wouldn't have that issue. Um, I don't know. There's just many things that I can just go back on and you can think of. If you just would have listened to your parents, this probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but here's the thing. As we look at this, it's easy to look at it one-sided. At the children. Children, honor your father and your mother. Honor them. You need to honor them. You need to obey me. Like, this is what you are to do. We use it sometimes in a way of just drawing our kids to say, you are sinning. Like, you are absolutely sinning against me because you are not honoring me. But I want to then add, but here's the thing that I started thinking about. Are we as parents, okay, I'm going to talk to parents, and we're going to talk to children of parents because we're all children of some kind of parents, right? Like, we're here. Like, there's no way around that. But then I want to talk to us as children of our Heavenly Father. And so, but I first want to talk to us as parents. Are you living in a way that actually calls for honor? We want to tell our parents or our children to honor us, obey us. But how are you leading them? How are we as parents leading our children? Because it's so easy to look at our kids and say, they are, they are disobedient. It's so easy for me to look at Brantley sometimes and Lila and realize, wow, you guys are like the max disobedient sometimes. (laughs) But what are we doing as parents? Are we living in a way that is to be honored? Would you honor yourself? Would you look at yourself and say, I would honor him. I would honor her. As you're looking in the mirror asking yourself that question. Would you honor yourself? Would you respect who you are? Because here's where we see. We see a generation of parents wanting nothing to do with their kids. And this doesn't necessarily always mean the bad thing, where they want to get rid of their kids, or they want to do this. I'm sure some of you have said that sometimes. I just want to get my kids out of the house right now. But it also is the fact of saying, sometimes we just set our kids off to the side so we can do what we want. We're seeing parents not wanting anything to do with their children or wanting even to be parents. And there's some, obviously, some hard truths to that. We see abortions. 
we can see that there's drop boxes for unwanted children. Indiana Fire and the Indiana Fire Station has created drop boxes at the fire station so you can drop off your unwanted children. What? But they think they're doing a good thing because they don't want to see kids obviously thrown off to the side in the streets or whatever else. But you're seeing this have to happen because parents, because the issue is the parents want nothing to do with their children. I don't want my child. Open up the box, you set the, you set the child in and you leave. Like, is that even right? <laughs> but that's what we're seeing. A generation that wants nothing to do with it. We see parents supporting their children and allowing for them to choose whatever gender they want to be or whatever it is you want to do, I want to support you because that's what parents are to do is to support the decisions of however old they are and say, you need to be the best you. And if that's you, I support it. Or you know what? Because I think this is going to be a problem later on, I want you to be that. We see parents leading their children astray all the time. And what we're seeing is that they want nothing to do with the child that God has so wonderfully knitted together in their mother's womb. The blessing that has came from God. We see a generation, I'm not trying to say everybody's this way, but we're seeing a lot more of it. Parents wanting nothing to do with the blessing that God has given them. And here's the thing. I want to talk about the role of parents. Parents, we have, and I'm saying this like we, like we, we have the most crucial, crucial calling on our lives to raise our children up. That we have been called by God to raise that child up. How is it that we are raising our children? Mothers, I, our prayer, right, is, or should be, our prayer is, prayer is like Timothy who had the, his mother and grandmother. In 2 Timothy 1.5, we see Paul telling him, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that is dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. We see mother, right? I hope that's our prayer, is that we can see mothers training their kids up in righteousness, showing them the way that they should go. We see that Paul bring that out for Timothy. Timothy was taught and shown the truth of who God is because mother has taken responsibility to bring them up in that truth. A generation taking responsibility. That's a mother that should be honored. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 15, it also says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. And the key is there that they have learned, knowing from whom you have learned it, learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We see a picture of a mother taking responsibility to teach her child the right, the sacred writings of God's word. And I have to ask myself, even though I'm not a mother, <laughs> do, do we do that with our children? Because that's what is going to save your child. Is God's word. It's going to be is them understanding and becoming wise of the salvation that was given to us through Jesus Christ. We move on then to Fathers. We're seeing more and more of a generation fatherless. 
I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would agree with the statistics in a sense that without a father in the home, the child tends to be and go more astray. Fathers, we play a specific and special role in our children's lives. And we have to, and here's the thing, we have to as men (laughs) recognize the role that we play in our children's lives. Right? We have to be able to see the special calling on our lives to lead our home. Because we have been called to be the leaders of our home. Colossians 3, 18-19, it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. And husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. We're called to be leaders, fathers. We are called to be leaders of our homes. And our wives are called to submit to us. That does not mean, though, that we have some reigning rules on our wives, does it? That won't go very well. Jen would not let me do that. Jen, you're going to do this today, that today, this today. And it's like, no, that's not the submitting us called. She's called to submit to her husband as her husband submits to the Lord. And if I'm leading her astray because her heart is for the Lord, she's not going to follow me. Husbands, we are the leaders of our homes. How are you leading your wife? How are you leading your children? Are you present in your child's life? And I want to make it known, just because they turn 18, right? Like, as soon, like we say this, well, they're 18, I don't care what they do. <laughs> like, I'm done with them, right? Like, that's what society says. 18, drive, like you can drive, do whatever it is you want. They're off on their own, go to college, good. No, we are, as fathers, still their father. And called to lead them. It's going to be different. I don't think, I mean, my dad wasn't going to give me a spanking whenever I was like 25. He may try to, but I, it just I don't, it wouldn't have worked out well. <laughs> Maybe I would have been submissive to it. Okay, I guess, I, but it's different. There's something there. There's still, he's still my father. I still want to respect him. I still appreciate that he leads me from a distance and challenges me to lead my family. Fathers, our roles will never stop here as we are here on this earth and still breathing. But not only, and here's the thing where a lot of us men truly think that we are called to lead our families. Yes, I am leading my family, and we only stop at the physical part. Where I'm leading my family, I'm providing for them, I'm bringing finances home, I've provided them a roof over their head, I have given them food, and then I'm checking out, like I'm good. I worked my eight hours a day, and I'm guilty of this sometimes, where I come home and you just think, I'm checking out, I'm done, I've, I've taken care of. They have everything that they need. They have, my wife has the van that she needs, my, you know, my, my children, they have the shopping cart that they need to play with, they have the, I don't know, princess cape to wear and do, like, we're good. Like, I'm providing for my family. I'm being a man. I can grunt really loud, maybe I lift, and I don't lift, but I'm doing, but I'm a man, and I am the leader of my home, and there is nothing that's going to stop that. But then there's something that we have to realize as men, we are not only called to lead our families as fathers and as husbands physically, but we are called to lead them spiritually. The honoring your father and mother brings a high expectation on parents. Because we are to pass on to the generation behind us the truths of God's word. And so here we are. How are you leading your family? Not only physically, but spiritually. Are you the one sitting down, opening up your Bible, and teaching your kids? 
Are you sitting down, and even though you can't sing, <laughs> leading them in songs? As your wife is looking at you going, Are you spending the time to train your child up as a father at one of the most crucial parts of their life? Because in actuality, who cares if your son is, can grunt really loud and can play sports really well and can make lots of money and buy big homes and have the best businesses in the world or whatever it is and be the best of the best of whatever if you're not leading them spiritually. Because the thing is, we can lead them physically to hell. Fathers, mothers, we have a calling on our life that this isn't just speaking to children. There was an expectation on the generation before the generation that Moses was speaking to here to do these things, but they failed. The role of both parents, both parents together, role of both parents is in Proverbs 22, 6, it says this, Train up a child in the way that he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. We are called to train up the children in the way that they should go. What way is that? The way that God has given to us through his word. We're not called to train up our children to be these objects and what we are desiring for them or living our lives through them. We are called to train up our children to come to know Jesus Christ. We are called to preach, teach, and lead our children down the path that God has set for us. Because they won't depart from it. That means your child's not necessarily going to like what it is that you're leading them. I did not like the way that my dad was trying to lead me. Obviously, God's hand was over every aspect of that, but God was using my father to bring me and my mother to bring me down a path that I should go. And I wanted to go this way. (laughs) But they continuously reminded me and stuck with me, prayed for me, and brought me and trained me in the way that I should go. Parents, we have that calling on our lives. We can't just take it and let it be and and, and fathers just sit back and enjoy the one day of the year that we get to eat our our steak and and whatever else it is. We have to take this as a calling, as a command from God to train up our children and realize that every single day is another day that I am going to teach and show my child how to live their life according to God's word. Deuteronomy 6, 7-9 through 9 says, You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall write them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You should make this every bit a part of your life. Every bit a part of your house that the word of God is being given and shown to your children. We want to be honored. Then we have to be doing what we've been called by God to be honored. But it's not ultimately to honor us. As we're going to see that the mother, the honoring your father and mother is not just the physical part. But it's because it's showing the relationship that we are to honor our heavenly father. We honor our parents because... We honor our Heavenly Father. We as parents live in a way, in a sense, not just to have honor, but the true honor, because we want to honor our Father in Heaven, and we want our children to honor our Father in Heaven. 
The physical honor of your father and mother isn't for you to sit back and go, I have my little clan I can lead. It's because they, God is trying to draw us to himself, to be holy. We honor them, honor him. We honor our parents because we are to honor him. We are called to disciple our children, to know the way that they should go, to teach them that way. We are called to draw them closer to God. Ephesians 4.14 says, So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. We disciple our children so our children are not tossed to and fro by the world. So our children, we bring up our children in our home in this little bit of time that we have them in our home so when they leave the house, they can leave prepared. That when they do go to college, you're not so much worried about they're going to do this, 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 and this, and you're sitting back thinking, well, I hope I did the right thing. But that, you can leave with the, that they can leave the home with a good conscience and not be tossed to and fro. It's so critical and important that we spend time teaching and bringing up our kids and training them in the way that they should go. We need to train our daughters to be women of God who love God and want to live for Him. We need to train our sons to be men of God who love God and want to live for Him. As parents, as a father, I want my daughter to see what it is to be a godly husband and what to look for in a godly husband. We want to show our daughter or our our sons what it is for there to be a godly woman in the home who loves God and what to look for in a wife. This is all our goal and passion and desire as parents, is it not? We have been called to raise our children, not anyone else. As parents, at whatever stage they're at, even if they're out of the house or not, it is still your responsibility as a parent to teach and train your child in the way that they should go. And more, and one of the most important things that I've always appreciated of my own father is we are called to pray for our kids. Because most likely, I know I wasn't praying for myself, but I had a father who put my name number one on his list every single day for years. God, please bring him to yourself. Save him. And he told me one day, he's like, you know, (laughs) I don't know why I always had peace, even though I knew you were out living in destruction, but I always had peace that God was going to bring you to himself, and I knew he was going to save you, and I knew there was going to be a moment in your life you are going to come to. He wished it probably wasn't the way that it did, but it happened but because he prayed for me every single day. And even as a church family, praying for our kids, even in our church, every single day, because they don't necessarily have parents that are praying for them. But lifting each other up as a body of Christ, as a family in Christ, is just as important. It's the role of believers, not only parents, but as believers. How is it that we are leading our children and how are we living a life as parents that can be honored? That's something you have to, I hope that's something that you can leave yourself in a a mental note in saying, as I'm asking my kid to honor me and I want him to respect me because I'm his father, I'm his mother, I'm praying that that is not just your, your desire, but it's that you're living in a way that deserves to be honored because you're faithful to the Lord. Because you live in a way that you desire to follow God's commands and that that's being And that's being brought out to your children. Because what happens is, we lead our children 
from the overflow of how it is that we serve our God. If you don't serve your God and you don't live for your God, then guess what? You're going to serve your, you can't serve your family in that way. You can't lead them in, a, in, in the way that they should go, godly. Why? Because you're not living that way. But moving on, the message to children. Are you honoring your parents? Married and unmarried. Are you living in a way that's honoring to your parents? Because here's the thing. Even if parents are not believers or are living in a way not to be honored, we are still commanded to honor them. No matter what it is our parents are doing, best parents or not best parents, it's still a command to honor your father and your mother. We have been given our parents. You didn't choose your parents. (laughs) You couldn't be like, yeah, I'll take that person to be my father and that person to be my mother. Like, that's who I... No, you've been given your parents and you can't help that. We have to recognize the reality of what a child's role plays in his parents' life. Because here's the thing. As children, we play a special role in our parents' lives. No matter what and how it is they treated you, you still have something that God has given them because they have a love for you, even if they are acknowledging it or ignoring it. But we have been given, like the parent has been given that. Especially mothers. (laughs) We have a special place in the hearts of our parents. Even if they acknowledge it or not, we live to honor our parents and we have to see the impact that we can have on them and that, that we can have on them and show them Christ. If your parent is not a good parent, if your father has been the way that he has been, or your mother has been the way he's been, we are still called to honor them and realize that we as children can show them the truth of God's word and who God is in their need for Christ. We realize that parents have been set as an authority over us. In Ephesians 6.1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And so what I want to answer real quick is this. How is it that we honor our parents? How, how should we honor our parents? How do you honor them? Is it just obey them? I think there's more to that. So how can we, no matter what, how our parents are, how can we honor our parents? And I want to first say off by what it is. What it is is, what it is is, we love them. We can honor our parents by loving them. No matter how our parents have treated us, we are called to love our neighbors, right? God has called us to love our neighbors and called to, lo- to love those who have sinned against us. Matthew 5, 43-48. We can show them the love of Christ, which, then we can, which is reflected in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. So the first way, how do, we honor, how do we honor our parents? We love them. No matter what they have done to you, you love them. We obey them, the things, that are, the things that are not forcing us to sin. So we follow our parents and we obey our parents as long as it's not leading against or pushing you away from what God has called us to, which brings a responsibility on the parents. But then the children have to be able to recognize, is what they're asking me to do, is it in line with what Scripture has given us? We are called to listen to their instructions, to be receptive of their correction. I know we don't like to hear that one. Obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. I don't know, like, there's, like there isn't like some special word, like it's just, it's, it's almost simple. But it's, we, but we don't do these things. 
Obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. So listen, to love your parents. How do we honor our parents? We love them. We obey them. And then in 1 Timothy 2.1, it calls us to be praying for those. So 1 Timothy 2.1 says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. That includes your parents. So we pray for our parents. We forgive our parents. Parents aren't perfect. Are there any perfect parents in here? Because if there are, I would like a, like a detailed way of how you lead your children, because I need that. But we forgive our parents because they're not perfect. Not holding them captive to their sins or their flaws. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And then we are also, and this is very important, I want, and we're going to end on this last thing right here. I have another comment, but we're end on this. That doing, sacrificing. How do we honor our parents? We sacrifice. But what does that look like? Doing what they don't ask us to do. In simple ways. Parents don't, shouldn't always have to ask their kids to take out the garbage. <laughs> right? But also by taking care of them. There's a point in our lives that we come to where our parents get older and they're in need of their children to love them and take care of them. Not to throw them out to the side. To show honor to them is sacrificing your own time and maybe that even means your own finances. To be able to take care of them as they are in a time of need. When they get older, a lot of times we just want to throw them off to the side. Well, I don't want them coming to my house. Well, I don't want them doing this. Is that honoring our parents? 1 Timothy 5, 4-8 through 8 says, if, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first, come, first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents. For this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, let, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. So command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he, will, he has denied the faith and is worse than the unbeliever. There's an importance as children to take care of our parents. What honoring your parents is not, is not living for them or just trying to make them proud. Living in the focus of living for your mom and dad, what it is that they're calling you to, like that's how I need to live, so I need to live for them and only them. Because we're called to live for the glory, for the glory of God, Right? But here's the message for us as believers, but for all of us. As we talk about honoring our father and our mother, again, this is a reflection of the relationship that we are to have for our Heavenly Father. Because no matter where our parents are, or our thoughts about our parents, or what we have experienced with our earthly parents, we have a Heavenly Father who loves you and is calling you to honor Him. So, Here's the deal. We are called to honor our parents, our father and our mother, yes, in an earthly way, in an earthly sense, but that's only because it's going to be a reflection how you honor your heavenly father. 
Because as much as us as earthly parents, or as much as your earthly parents have loved you, we have a Heavenly Father who loves us even more. We have a Heavenly Father who has sacrificed His only Son to pay a debt that we all deserve. And we are called to live and to glorify Him. And here's the reality. We will never meet up to the standard of honoring our parents as perfect and as great as we can if we do not have the Spirit of God driving us to do that. The Spirit of God is what's going to drive us to honor our parents and do what God has commanded us to do. And I hope we can realize that the parent-child relationship is so unique. In our parent-child relationship, God shows us what love is and what love is not. How to forgive and how not to forgive. How to be husband and how not to be a husband. How to be a mother and how not to be a mother. How to be a wife and not to be a wife. How to be a father and how not to be a father, etc. The child relationships with his parents shows us all these things. And God is teaching us through every aspect of our lives, especially in this certain relationship, on how to honor and live in a way that represents Christ. So my prayer is this morning that we understand and that we can see that this weight isn't just on children, but it's also on parents. And are we living in a way that is honoring to him? Are we living in a way that deserves to be honored? As children, are we honoring our parents? Even as simple as that can be, I know a lot of us are not. (laughs) And maybe we need to ask for forgiveness. Make this the opportunity to realize that God is commanding you to honor them. No matter what they've done to you or what they have said to you, no matter what it's been, God is still commanding us to love and honor our parents. Because our lives will be well. He has given us that promise. Let's pray. Father, we we come to you this morning in thankfulness for being parents, for giving us parents, but ultimately for you being our Heavenly Father, being our true Father, being a Father when we never had a Father, or being our Father when our Father isn't being a true Father. But Father, we, we love you and we thank you for your word and for your command. Lord, that you have fulfilled that command through your Son, Jesus Christ. That these commandments are still relevant for us today. That these aren't something that we just throw away. But you are still calling us to obey. So, Father, we love you and it's in your name we pray. Amen.